Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey, what's happening, Rush Nation? It is Murphy. It is Friday. It is time for another matchups pod. This is going through week two. Obviously, very close game last night between the Washington football team and the New York football giants. Obviously... Giants fans will be feeling a bit sore this morning. That was a very winnable game that's not happened. Uh, Washington fans will feel very delighted to have escaped with a victory. And it's obviously very difficult for for fantasy there, that game. There was a lot of interesting aspects to it. I mean, there's the usage of Gibson right now, which is uh, certainly having some questions. Uh, I'm not overly concerned still as of yet. I think there's been some strange game scripts. And I think that will change uh, more as we get through. And then with the Giants, it's just, you know, Golladay, severe concern right now with what he's getting targeted. Barkley, clearly on some form of uh, count where they're just not overly using him. Those are the sorts of things we just have to keep an eye on going forward. But that is in the past, that game now. So now we focus on the rest of the week two slate. So I'm just going to go through here and, and go through similar to last week, just where I've got players in my rankings, what I'm thinking about each game, just giving you an idea of kind of where I'm at. Uh, 
going into the weekend. Now, there's still always going to be a subject to change, and there is a link through to my rankings, which I will update a little bit tomorrow and a little bit on Saturday. But it's just right now where my head's at. And when I move players, it's normally due to an injury or they just move them up one or two spots. And if I move someone up one or two spots, it, it, especially wide receiver, just don't read too much into it. It's just where I'm thinking they're going to finish. But it could literally just be a point or two in one direction or the other. So let's start. New Orleans versus Carolina. Both teams won uh, in week one. I'm going to go through New Orleans first. and start with Jameis Winston. And you know, Jameis Winston looked really good. He looked really good in week one. I have him on the fringes of the QB1 conversation. I have him at 12 this week. I think he is someone that if you picked up, if you gambled on, if you listen to my earlier season advice and not my later uh, preseason advice and you have him on your roster, he's definitely a startable option this week. And I think you know, the Carolina defense is good, but I do think Jameis can provide you a very safe option this week. When it comes to, when it comes to Kamara, or Kamara you're starting most weeks. Uh, it, it, I have him around about six this week, RB6. Uh, there's just a couple of options I like a little bit better this week, but of course you're going to start him. Uh, Tony Jones, I'm just not sure we're going to see enough Tony Jones for him to be overly viable this week. Uh, I have him at uh, running back 53 in my ranking, so I'm not really risking starting Tony Jones this week. And then we've got the Saints wide receivers. And so the Saints wide receivers are really interesting right now i'm not quite sure where i've it's a hard one to kind of work out because we've got winston he likes the deep ball what do we think that they're going to put together this week that is going to you know change things and so i look at what the wide receivers are doing and and what james is doing and kind of just waiting for someone to kind of take claim as as the one we all kind of thought it would be callaway that's not happened uh, as of yet. So he is the option I would start this week and feel the most confident with. But having said that, I have him at 45. The experts have him at 44. So I have him under consensus. I have Deontay Harris at 85. I have little John Jordan Humphrey at 105. So Callaway is the one you could start in a flex, but... Just, I'm not, he's the sort of person who could go off on and, and it wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Uh, but having said that, I'm not overly uh, adamant that it's going to be a strong performance from, from any of them. I think it's just going to be a lot of Kamara. I think it's going to be a lot of uh, bits and pieces. You might see Hogan get a touch. You might see uh, the tight ends, both tight ends be involved here. So moving on to them, I've got Johnson and I've got Troutman at 26 and 30 respectively, I think there's going to get a little bit of work, but I don't think it's going to be a huge amount. So, you know, looking at this, it's really, really simple for me. It's just looking at Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara, they'd be the two I would sort of must start. Callaway, I would be quite comfortable starting. I have the New Orleans D at nine. And then in terms of uh, kickers, I just don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be the quite the game for Rosas. I've got him at twenty, so not the strongest options this week for New Orleans. And this is actually a game I think I'd be fading for the most part, barring these studs. Because if I look at the Carolina side, there's not a lot more uh, attractive options here. Sam Darnold, I think, had a decent debut, and I think we've seen how he, they're just going to scheme him to 
get acclimatized to this offense. A lot of short passes, uh, but I'm very low on Sam Donald this week. I think he gets swallowed up. I actually have him at 30 this week. And I would say that really it's a fade across uh, across the board as a result of that. Christian McCaffrey is obviously going to be uh, my running back one this week. I think everything is going to go through him this week for sure. And then when it comes to the wide receivers, I'm just not overly bullish on them. I have DJ Moore at 27, so I have him in our wide receiver three territory. I have Robbie Anderson. You know how much I love Robbie Anderson. I have him at 38. I have Terrence Marshall Jr. at 60. So I'm just not really in on these guys. I'm not in on the DST. I'm not in on the tight ends this week. Really just the case of I'm going with McCaffrey. That's really the only option in this offense. And the other one, saying Gonzalez. I think saying Gonzalez, if he does get the go for Carolina, I think he's someone who might get quite a lot of work because I think they're going to hold they're going to hold them back. So I think if you're looking for a sneaky kicker play, I actually have him in the kicker one range this week. I do think he is someone that looks attractive and I'm well over consensus on, on Zane Gonzalez, by the way. Um, I think I'm 22 spots or <laughs> 20 spots over consensus. So yeah, really simple for me. DJ Moore, Sam Darnold, uh, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Zane Gonzalez. That's it for this one. Another game I don't think I'm going to have too many pieces of is Cincinnati at Chicago. And I think this is a really tough game to, to call because both teams kind of showed bits of what they can do. But again, I think it's it's going to be uh, quite a... I don't think it's going to be the high-scoring, high-power offense game that we kind of would hope uh, to get fantasy pieces off. So Joe Burrow is startable this week. I have him at 15, especially if you've got him in the Superflex going to be absolutely fine i do think there's better options if you are in a one qb league but i think if you if you have burrow for example you have burrow and fitzpatrick i think it's fine that like you can start him um i don't think he's going to uh, cost you too badly but i do love joe mixon this week i actually have him at four uh running back four on the week i think he is someone that you can feel pretty good about this week and then i have i actually feel quite good about the wide receivers to a degree it's hard to obviously tell where they're all going to finish. I've got Jamar Chase at 22. I have T. Higgins at 28 and Tyler Boyd at 36. So I have them all in the top 36. That means I have them all sort of low-end wide receiver two, wide receiver three range. So they're all startable or, or at least in flexes. So if you have pieces of them, you should feel all right to, to start them. Absolutely. But I'm not starting the tight end. Uh, Uzoma in this one I think there's better options this week for sure I think and I don't really want the DST um, I actually got the Bengals near the bottom here and it's it's just because I don't think they're going to get that many sort of turnovers and and big plays here so not really one for me and I'm not really starting McPherson I think he had a good start but I think I have him at 26 this week so not one for me for sure now looking at Chicago, we think Dalton is going to get the start again this week. That makes it definitely a lot more difficult. Uh, I don't love Dalton this week. I actually have him near the bottom uh, of starters because I think they're going to introduce Fields. So I actually have Dalton Fields back-to-back, 32-33. And maybe I'm being a bit pessimistic. Maybe if I go in, I might relook at this a little bit. But I just can't get excited about Andy Dalton. It's not because I think he's a bad quarterback, but I just think for fantasy, it doesn't excite me. And I look at um, some of the people I would have uh, ranked him over last week, uh, Taylor Heineke, 
you know, I think he had a good game yesterday. Was was right to put him over him. Daniel Jones had a good game yesterday from a fantasy perspective. Mac Jones, Jared Goff. These are all players I've gone higher than than Andy Dalton on, and I'm consensus is with me on this. So, uh, yeah, I just don't think it, it's nothing to get excited about. There, David Montgomery. I've squeaked into the uh, RB one conversation. I've got him at twelve. I think this is a good matchup for him to exploit. I think a lot of the offense is is going to go through him. So. I feel pretty good about uh, David Montgomery this week. And then as for the wide receivers, I have Alan Robinson at eight and I have Darnell Mooney at 34. So they're both options that can start this week for sure. Uh, Mooney, I would say more of a flex play, but I think if you've got him, you should feel pretty comfortable against this offense. If you're not starting him this week, I'd, I'd question kind of why you have him on on your team. And then I have Cole Komet at 14. Again, I think that's one that you can start this week for sure. As for the Bears' defense, I've got them around about 18 to not overly startable. And as for the kicking situation, I have Santos at 22. So I, I think for me, it's just Dalton, uh, not Dalton, it's Montgomery, Robinson, Mooney, Komet. They're the starting options for you this week. Houston, Cleveland. Houston really stunned. Uh, the world, I think. Everyone, including me this night, I picked the Jags defense. I really expected them to be really bad. And so, and they weren't. So I think as a result of that, I look at this now and think, well, what do I make of this team? And I think it's just, a, it's going to be a lot of sharing around. And really, I don't want any major pieces of this. I have Tyrod in, in the low teens. I have, or the high 20s. I have the running backs, I have Ingram at 38, Johnson at 44, Lindsay at 58. So I don't love any of those options. If I had to start one, I would start Ingram. If I was desperate, I'd feel okay. But against this Cleveland D, I'm not feeling great about it, if I'm completely honest. And then when it comes to the wide receivers, I have Brandon Cooks at 23. And he, for me, is probably the only player on this team I can start comfortably in fantasy football this week. He is 23. Danny Amendola, I am well over consensus. I actually have him at 69 this week. Nico Collins, I have at 99. So I don't like any of those options other than Brandon Cooks. So for me, it's really simple. They look at Houston and it's Brandon Cooks. And if you're really desperate, Mark Ingram is a flex play. That That's kind of it. I wouldn't really be touching. Uh, Ty Rodner, 2QB league is, is fine. Then we look at Cleveland themselves and I think this is going to be a really good week for, for some members of this offense. Obviously, you've got OBJ is out. He's ruled out of this game. So there's going to be some arrow ups here in, in some parts of this. Uh, Baker Mayfield's at 17, solid QB2 range. So super flex or two QB leagues, he's going to be fine. I have Nick Chubb at two. I think he's going to have an excellent week and someone I'd feel very comfortable starting. Cream Hunt, I'm a little bit. Uh, lower on than consensus. I have him at 31 this week, but I am lower than consensus considerably. But I do think he gets significant work and I think you can start him as a flex play, um, maybe as your running back too, if you're absolutely desperate. And I think you'll be fine there. When I look at the wide receivers here, I'm just looking at in terms of where I think these potential quote-unquote OBJ targets will go. And I like Jarvis Landry this week. I actually have him wide receiver 20. I think he's going to get a lot of the work. And I appreciate he's not a sexy pick, but I think he's someone that if you have him, you should feel very good about starting him this week. The big arrow up guy for me in this offense, most people are going to go with uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And I have him a small boost to 72. 
But I actually think the sneaky play here is is uh, Anthony Swatch. I think he looked really good week one for a rookie. He is questionable, but I think he's going to go. I have him at 62. Now, I'm not saying you should start Anthony Swartz, but he's a player I'd be adding to your rosters. I think if he's still available in your league, and I would expect him to be, he is someone that I would be adding because I think he's going to start to move on, especially if OBJ is going to be missing significant time. So just keep an eye on that one for sure. And then when I look at the tight ends, I think Austin Hooper is someone I'm not overly keen to start. I have him at 17 this week. The DST is where I think you can really feel comfortable starting Cleveland. I have them at eight this week. And then when it comes to the kicker, I I think 15, I think I've got McLaughlin. Yeah, 15, I've got him. So not a bad place. You can kind of start him. I doubt many people have Chase McLaughlin on their rosters to uh, be picking from. But if you do, you can feel okay with him. Uh, the LA Rams against the Colts. This should be on paper quite a good game. But again, I feel like arrow down slightly for both teams from a fantasy perspective because both these defenses are really, really good. I have Matt Stafford at 11, so well within the QB1 range, and you can feel comfortable starting him uh, completely. I have Darrell Henderson at 20, and I have Sony Michelle at 57, so you can start Henderson. Wouldn't be starting Sony Michelle wide receivers and I think this is going to be a slightly tough one for uh, these guys this week and I think as a result of that I've gone more with Cooper Cup I think this is more a Cooper Cup week than a Robert Woods week I have uh, Cooper Cup at 17 I have Robert Woods at 24 so both of them very startable but as a result of that I would have Cup over Woods and I have uh, Van Jefferson on the back of a touchdown last week at 71 and Sean Jackson at 93 so I wouldn't be starting Van Jefferson this week nor would I be starting to Sean Jackson and then I have Tyler Higby at four this week I think this is a really good matchup I am very bullish over consensus on Tyler Higby I think this is a really good matchup for him to exploit and to use and I think Stafford and Higby will really link up well here so I quite like Higby as a start this week, either way, the experts have him as a must start, but I have him for certain as a start. I have the Rams at, at DST three. So I feel comfortable starting them this week. And as well, you can feel comfortable starting the kicker. Uh, if that's, if you're looking at Matt Gay, I mean, I have him at 17. He's in that startable uh, range. In fact, I've got him too low. I've just seen in my rankings. I shouldn't have him at 17. I should have had him higher. I should actually have him around about, uh, eight or nine. I've just realized there's a mistake in my ranking. So there we go. Uh, you can start Matt Gay. You should feel pretty pretty good about that. Moving on to Indianapolis, I still think Wentz is still not quite 100%. I think he's out there to go and he'll start fine, but I have him at 29. Now, I think this is a matchup where I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor and I think he'll have a, a decent matchup for sure, but I don't think this is the dominant Jonathan Taylor week that you'll be expecting. I think this is a very good offense and I think a uh, very good defense you'll be facing. Sorry. So I think this is going to be a little bit tricky for him. I have Jonathan Taylor at 11 this week and I am actually over consensus on Jonathan Taylor, which is a very rare thing uh, because consensus has him at 12. I have Naheen Hines at 34, which is right in line with consensus. So you can feel comfortable starting both of those guys the, this week. And then when it comes to the wide receivers, it's very difficult with the moment with these receivers because if you do have Wentz not quite on his game and where we would expect or hope him to be, 
So actually, I, I make all these wide receivers unstartable this week. I have Pittman at 70, and I'm massively under consensus here because I just don't think he's someone I feel very comfortable starting this week. I have Pascal at 74 and Paris Campbell at 81. Now, it wouldn't shock me if Pittman goes up, but I just see them getting really beat up by by the Rams here. I don't think it's going to be as close as people would expect. And I think the Colts are in a little bit of trouble whilst they're getting guys healthy. So I'm a little bit concerned. And that just means for me, I'm just not really going to get involved uh, with them. I think when it comes to looking at tight end, Jack Doyle is a potential starter. He's 23 in my tight end starters, but he's not someone I feel particularly great about. So if I'm looking at the Colts, I'm looking at, at Taylor and, and Hines, and that's really it. I don't really want any any parts of the offense here for Indianapolis until everyone's a bit more healthy and right. Now we've got Denver versus Jacksonville. Wow, this is this is a game I think is going to tell me a lot about Jacksonville because this is going to be a tough defense to, to play, but at the same token, we'd be expecting a little bit more from both teams after their week one showings. Start with Denver, got Teddy Bridgewater at 16 this week, and I think he's someone that could potentially start and and do all right, but just be careful because there is a low ceiling with him, but a relatively safe floor. I have Javante Williams at 22, and I have Melvin Gordon at 29. Both of these are starting options for me. You can start either or this week, and I think you'll feel pretty fine about those results. Now, we've got Jerry Judy on IR, which is really unfortunate. That means, what do we do here with the rest of the, the touches here? I have Courtland Sutton at 29. I have Tim Patrick at 54. I have KJ Hamler at 63. That's kind of where I have those guys. Sutton is a flex start. I think Patrick is a reach, but I think I can understand the logic in starting him in the same Hamler, but I'm don't not overexcited to start them, and I would air some caution between starting them uh, and not. And then when it comes to Noah Fant, I have him at 12 uh, this week, and I have Albert O at 47. So wouldn't be starting Albert O, but Noah Fant definitely a must-start play this week. I have the Denver Broncos D at four. So definitely feel you can start them. Have Brandon McManus at six. So you can start Bridgewater. And I don't think he quite gets to QB1, but I think he's going to have a relatively safe middle of the pack week. Gordon Williams, you can start. Sutton, you can start. Fant, you can start. McManus, you can start. The Broncos, you can start. Now we move on to Jacksonville. And I'm really torn about what to do here. I've had a look. I actually have Trevor Lawrence at 24 this week. I think this is not a good matchup for him with that defense, and especially what we saw last time with three picks. I'm not saying he's going to throw a load of picks for fun, but I am slightly concerned the the slack, the, the slight lack of control. Uh, Robinson didn't get the touches or the work that I kind of would expect, and I'm not trying to overreact, but this is a good defense as well. So I have Robinson at 33 this week. I have Carl Hyde at 40. I think Hyde is going to get a lot of touches. So uh, those guys are flex plays uh, for me. When I look at the wide receivers here, I still don't exude that much confidence in them either. I have Marvin Jones at 32. I have Lariska Chenault at 39. I have DJ Chark at 42. So again, all of those guys I have in that sort of wide receiver three flex. I mean, they're startable, but just don't expect that, that high ceiling. Jacksonville don't really deploy a tight end uh, too effectively, so uh, going to ignore them as well as I'm also going to ignore 
kicker and DST here. Well, just Lambo is startable. I do have him just outside the kicker one range. He's someone that you could start if you have him in a little bit desperate. Buffalo Miami, this should be a really good divisional game. And Buffalo need to get something going after that abysmal showing versus the Steelers. I've Josh Allen at seven this week. That Miami defense is very, very good. So he is a lot lower than for me than other experts. They've got him around three. But there's other experts just or there's other QBs I just couldn't put below Josh Allen just for this week. And then I look at the running game here and it is a bit of a mess. And Miami can stop the run reasonably well. I think Devin Singletree has shown that he's going to be the lead dog at the moment. I have him at 25. I have Zach Moss at 52. If he gets activated, he was a, a shock scratch last week. Healthy scratch. Matt Breeder at 67. So Singletary is someone just outside the RB2 range. I think he's someone that you could start. But just be a little bit careful of that because there's, high, there's not a lot of volume there. And very little touchdown upside because Josh Allen will, will run it in himself. We look at the wide receivers here. I have Stefan Diggs at five. And then you've got this collective of Beasley, Sanders and, and Davis. And I have them all really knocking around the 60 range, 55, 58, 68. That is where I have Beasley at 55, Sanders 58 and Davis 68. They all kind of cannibalize each other. I think this could be a defensive onslaught and it's not one I'm overly – you're basically having to pick a guy there and hope that they uh, outperform. So uh, Diggs, you can start, but everyone else I would air caution on starting, unless desperate. Then I look at Dawson Knox. I have him at 18. I think he's decent touchdown dependent shot this week. I think he could get in the end zone potentially, but I do have him at 18. So just something to be uh, slightly aware of. Uh, the Bills I have at 13 DST, so definitely in the startable range. And Tyler Bass I have at four. So Josh Allen, you can must start. Singletary, I would start. Diggs, I would start. Knox, potentially start. Bass, I would start. Bills, D, I would start. And then I look at Miami. And again, it's just trying to work out what they're going to be doing with this offense moving forward. I look at Tua. I have him at 21 this week. I think it's, again, tough matchup. Other side as well. Two very good defenses. I think it's going to be a little bit tough. So then I look at the running back situation and I have Miles Gaskin at 30, Salvin Alpend at 60 and Malcolm Brown at 63. So I have Gaskin kind of as a, a fringe RB2 flex place. So I think you can start him, but yeah, I don't think the ceiling is necessarily there for him. And then I look at the wide receivers here. And again, we're still trying to figure out what is going on in the Miami room and what they're looking to be doing. So I have Jalen Waddle at 46, Devontae Parker at 48, Will Fuller at 59, Albert Wilson at 101. And I think they all kind of canalize each other. I, I think Parker and Waddle are flex plays. I think you can start them, but just be cautious. Again, the ceiling isn't as high. I think the ceiling's much higher in Waddle than it is in Parker. In Parker, we kind of know uh, what he is right now. I'm not thinking this is going to be a Gaziki matchup on paper, but I think it's something to potentially keep an eye on, but I don't think this is the matchup for him. I would, I have Gaziki at 20. I have Dermot Smythe at 44. I think you might see some Smythe this week, but again, I certainly wouldn't be starting him. I have the Miami Dolphins at seven as the DST, and I have Sanders... 
at 18. So I am a little bit low in consensus on Sanders, but he is someone I think uh, potentially if you've got him in your team, you had him as a kicker, I think it's fine. He could he could do the job for you. Now we move on to New England versus the Jets. Mac Jones was pretty solid on debut. Uh, I have him at QB 18 this week. I think he's someone, again, two QB league, absolutely start. One QB league, I wouldn't like to be relying on him if I had to. I have James White at 32. I have Damien Harris at 19. So both of those you can definitely start. Uh, White is sort of a flex, but uh, Damien Harris is a definite RB2. Uh, I'm not starting JJ Taylor or uh, Ramadre Stevenson. I would just have those two if I needed uh, needed them. And then in terms of the wide receivers, I have Jacoby Myers at 44, Nelson Aguilar at 57. Those are the only two wide receivers I have ranked for New England. Now, Johnny Smith did appear on the uh, injury list, so he's someone to monitor. I have him at nine for this week, tight end nine. So he's someone that I am watching and seeing what happens because that would obviously be an arrow up for Hunter Henry, who I have ranked uh, significantly lower this week. So just keep an eye on the injury report there. I have Hunter Henry at 21. So just, yeah, keep an eye on that and make sure that everything is okay there. And and if not, then fire up Hunter Henry's because he'll go up in, in line there. Kicker situation is really bizarre. So I thought Norton would start. They called up Nick Falk. I think Nick Falk might get called up again because he did a, a pretty decent job, but he's not startable for me in this game. But I think New England defences, I have them at six this week. As for the Jets, um, yeah, I don't think there's anyone jumping to my mind. I'm desperate to, to kind of start here for the Jets. Jameson Crowder's been activated, and that just kind of makes it a little bit sticky as to what they're going to be doing. Uh, at wide receiver, I hope that the touches go to someone like Corey Davis. But, you know, with Crowder, it'd be interesting to see what they do because now they've activated him for the first time. The running game, I have Ty Johnson at 45. I have Michael Carter at 59. I have Tevin Coleman at 62. So I'm not starting any of those guys. I'm looking at wide receivers now. I'm not feeling particularly great about too many here. I have Corey Davis at, see him over the scroll, it's telling you everything. Corey Davis at 37, so flex play. I think you can start him. Uh, Elijah Moore at 76. Keelan Cole at 97. I didn't even rank Crowder because I didn't think he was going to play, but I guess I'd have Crowder somewhere between Elijah Moore and Keelan Cole and then have Denzel Mims in there at 106. So I don't have uh, too much faith in the Jets this week. I would just be starting at best. Uh, Corey Davis and that would be it Sam Fran at Philly this should be a pretty decent game uh, we still think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get the start I have him at QB 25 this week and then we have the running back situations so I have I have the I have Elijah Mitchell at 18 I have Trey Sermon at 48 I still think it's a little bit early to gamble on Trey Sermon but it wouldn't shock me if Trey Sermon became RB2 or better but I have uh, Elijah Mitchell entrenched in that RB2 range. I have Jamaica Hasty at, at 50. He's someone that you could gamble on the start. If you're massively behind in games, I would probably, and you had him, I'd probably do it just to just attempt, just see what happens. But I think be be slightly weary, but I think uh, 
you know, if you're if you're gambling, I think there's worse dart throws that you could uh, gamble on than him. Now we look at the wide receiver situation, and Brandon Ayuk was a massive shock. Didn't get any targets last week, and it's very difficult to rank him high as a result. So I have him at 47. I'm not hitting the panic button yet, but I am slightly concerned. There was rumours, obviously, he was recovering from injury, which can take some time. The beat writers are kind of pour cold water on the panic as well, but for this week, it's obviously going to be a little bit difficult. So I have Debo Samuel at 26. He's probably the only wide receiver I want to start here. Uh, and I expect most of the targets as a result to go to George Kittle, who I have at two uh, this week. I think you can also start the San Francisco 49ers D. They are at 10. Robbie Gold, I have at eight. Jalen Hurts, decent performance last week. He is at my QB nine this week. There is some question marks about Sanders. I think he's going to go and I think he will be okay. So as a result of that, I would have him at 16 this week. Kenny Gainwell, I have at 43. And then we get to the wide receivers and they are very much spread (laughs) depending on what we think the targets are going to be. Devonta Smith, I have him at 25. I think this could be a very good week for him. I think they'll look to try and get the big play ability going. So I have him at 25. I have Jalen Rager at 52. And as I said, very well spread out. Quez Watkins at 89. So a big spread in the wide receivers there. And then I look at the tight ends and I have Dallas Goddard at 11. And I have Zach Ertz, who is questionable at this stage. 32 because I'm banking on that injury having a significant impact but we wait and see if if he clears I will move him up on my on my list but at the moment he's at 32 because of that injury concern and then I look at DSTs and I have the Philly Eagles at 14 I think they could turn the ball over they could do something but I wouldn't say they're a smash play must start this week but there's someone that you could feel all right at, at starting uh, absolutely. And then Jake Elliott, I have a 21. So not someone I'm overly keen to start this week. Vegas off their shock Monday night victory, and they played the Steelers, who did well to come from behind. Vegas is an interesting team, and I've had some questions this week about what I'm going to be doing with Vegas receivers. Uh, in truth, I'm still trying to figure that one out, and I'd, I'd love another game to work this out. I don't think this is the game that's going to give me too much more information. I have Derek Carr at 28. I have the running backs here in particularly low order. I have Josh Jacobs at 35, Kenyon Drake at 41, Alex Ingold at 74. So you can flex Jacobs, but I'm not expecting him to pull up trees this week. And then I look at the wide receivers. I don't really want too much part of them. I have Brian Edwards at 53, Hunter Renfro at 56, uh, Henry Ruggs at 65, Zay Jones at 90. And I think it's just going to be all of those guys are kind of chipping in and contributing, but there's not going to be a solid, solid producer amongst them. I think they're all just going to be kind of, they'll be solid, but they're not going to be spectacular. And then I have the uh, Darren Waller at three, but I think this is going to be a tough week for Daniel Carson. I have him at 31. I have him very low. And I don't like Vegas's odds much better on the DST side. I have them at 24. So really, it's Jacobs at a push and Darren Waller. That's all I want from Vegas this week. I don't want any other exposures to them. And with 
when it comes to looking at the Steelers, I think we still need to be a little bit cautious about what Ben Roethlisberger can do. I think he'll get better, but I think right now he's someone I'm not overly uh, keen to start unless absolutely desperate. With two QB league, he'd be fine. I've Najee Harris at 13. I think he's a must-start play. Uh, and I'm a bit lower than consensus on him. Most people have him inside the top 10. I have him just outside the 13. And then I have Benny Snell at 80. So I'm not overly keen on starting them. But the key the key ones here are the, are the wide receivers. So where I have the wide receiver spread, there's a little bit of spread I put in them. But I I'm, they're all ranked pretty high. And I think they're all startable. I have Deontay Johnson at 21. I have Claypool at 30. I have Juju Smith-Schuster at 41. So wide receiver two, wide receiver three, and a flex. I think you can start all three. I think they'll all be fine. I'm actually low on consensus on all three, but I think that's fine. I'm being a little bit cautious. I think that that Vegas defense is looking pretty pretty good right now, and I just want to air a little caution. No, I'm not ridiculously low, like two, three spots below consensus on on each of them, but just something for, for me to just be a little bit cautious on here. I'm not expecting the high scenes, but they could happen. Uh, I'm fading the tight ends here. I have Ebron at 29. I have Freer move at 40. Well, I'm in on the Steelers DST. I have them at five. And then when it comes to Boswell, I think Boswell will be okay. I think he's that standard Boswell. He'll be okay, but not someone I'm desperate to absolutely start all costs. I have him at nine and I'm a bit over consensus on him, but I think it'll be fine. That concludes the uh, early slate of games. So let's get into the the later slate. We've got four games in the late slate, which is always better than three because I think like you've got a bit a bit more going on. And we've got Minnesota at Arizona. So Kirk Cousins. I don't think this is uh, a week to get overly excited, but I think he's fine. He's at QB fourteen for me, and I think he is what he is right now. Um, in terms of Dalvin Cook, I have him at three. I have Alexander Madison at 65. So you can ha- obviously, you don't need me to tell you to start Cook. I think this is a Thielen week. I really do. So I have Adam Thielen at seven. I have Justin Jefferson at 14. I have KJ Osborne at 78. And I'm over consensus on Thielen. I'm over consensus by quite a lot on Osborne. I think Osborne has a role in this offense now. Justin Jefferson, I'm a little bit lower on consensus. I just think Thielen is going to be that bigger target when they just need to get those big, big plays. So for me, that's where I'm at with them. Tyler Conklin, I'm at 21. So not eager to start him unless it's a two tight end league. Chris Herndon at 51. And in terms of Minnesota, I have them at 17. And Greg Joseph, I have at 19. So it's Dalvin Cook, it's Thielen, it's Jefferson. And if you need to start Kirk Cousins, He's not going to let you down too much. Looking at Arizona, and Arizona for me are extremely interesting, but I think, again, this is a good D. So I am lower on consensus than everybody else on Kyler Murray. I have him at six. I think he'll get a little bit of containment this week. I still think he's great. I still think he's starting, but I'm just a little bit lower than, than everybody else on him. When I look at uh, the running back situation here, Again, I think it's a really uh, interesting situation. And I I mean, we still think it's going to be Chase Edmonds, right? That's kind of where where we are with him. And I have him at 17. I have James Connor at 42. The wide receivers here, I have D-Hop at four. 
So DeAndre Hopkins at four, Rondell Moore at 49, Christian Kirk at 50, AJ Green 73. I think you can start Moore. I think you can start Kirk uh, as a flex. I just, you know, with your flex play, they're a bit boom or bust. That's where I have them in that range. Absolutely. Don't need to worry about tight end with Arizona. Very rarely target their tight end. Dimitri Harris here is at 50. So not someone you should be overly concerned about. I have the Arizona Cardinals at uh, 11 in DST ranks. And then I have Matt Prater's my kicker one on the week. So definitely smash him all the way to the bank. Atlanta at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in terms of that, I have Tom Brady. Oh, I start with Atlanta. I think this is a bad week for everyone, uh, with the exception of Calvin Ridley, when it comes to them. I have Matt Ryan at 26. I have I have Mike Davis at 36. I have Wayne Gorman at 77. So you could start Davis, but just be very weary. This is the best run defense in the NFL. Look what they did to Zeke. They really contained him last week. Uh, as I mentioned, I've got Calvin Ridley at 12. Again, I'm lower than consensus. I still think he has a big game, but I am concerned. I have Russell Gage at 61, despite him not getting any work last week at all. Uh, and Tight ends, I have Kyle Pitts at 10, Hayden Hurst at 22. I'm not starting the, not starting the, the, kick, uh, the DSTs. Young Huku, I have at 14. If you've got him, obviously you can start him. It'll be fine. Buccaneers here. I have Tom Brady at five. The running back situation, it looks like Rojo will get the start. That doesn't really mean much. Everyone's thinking, oh, Rojo's won the job. Listen, they're all going to kind of rotate. Whoever starts, it just means they get the first series. And as a result, I actually have Leonard Fournette as the guy I want to be playing here. I have Fournette at 27. I have Rojo at 37. I have Giovanni Bernard at 46. So I'm not overly in on any of them, but if I had to pick one, I'd be picking Fournette this week. I'm not buying the, oh, he's got the start, so he's going to get a lot more of the ball. It just means he gets the first series. That's all it means. And we see what happens. If he breaks a 98-yard touchdown run, then, of course, he's going to be well on his way, but he's going to need to do that. And in terms of receivers i have mike evans at nine i think this is a big week for him i have chris godwin at 16 i have antonio brown at 19 i have gronk at six i have the dst as the number one this week and i have ryan Suckup at three i just think if you've got anyone with the exception of giovanni bernard i'm probably starting them uh in terms of the major names i've mentioned there Giovanni Bernard's the only one I'm a little bit cautious on. Everyone else, I feel like, fill your boots. This should be a this should be a good week for the Tampa Bay offense, as it was last week. Uh, Dallas uh, versus uh, the Chargers. I'm looking at a record that says Dallas are one and zero, which they obviously are not. Um, so that was really interesting. Um, so now, in terms of Dallas, Dak, I have at three this week. Uh, I have. Zeke, I have him beside my top eight. I have Zeke at nine. I have him at nine, so not my top eight. I have him at nine. Pollard, I have at 47. I have for the receivers, I'm very high on Lamb and Cooper this week. I have Cooper at 10, Lamb at 13. Cedric Wilson, who is going to be replacing uh, the IR 
an injured Michael Gallup, who will be out for the next three to five weeks uh, in the rotation. Cedric Lamb is at 66. I think he's a, he's an interesting upside flex play. I think he, I don't necessarily believe he's going to be a huge thing, but hey, you might as well dial it up and see what happens if you are in a bind. Uh, it looks like Schultz and, and Jarwin are going to share this role. I've got them at 28 and 33 as a result. And then I have the... I'm not playing the DST or uh, Zerline. You could play here at five. Chargers. I mean, it's all about Herbert this week. I think this is a very, very good matchup for Herbert. I have him at four. I have Eckler. At Eckler 10, Roundtree at 61, Justin Jackson at 68. And then I have at wide receiver, uh, Keenan Allen at three. I think it's a smash play week for him. I don't think that they're great corners there in Dallas. Um, Mike Williams, 31, Jalen Guyton at 75, KJ Hill, 98. I think this might be a decent week for Jared Cook as well. I have Jared Cook at 15 and i think to be honest i'm being conservative i can see him putting a a a tight end one week for sure and i think for the dst here i think it's going to be a tough tough week i have them at 20 but i do feel like you can start uh, a kicker here i have the kicker here at why is inexperience that's about the only uh, vincenzo i have at, at 28 of of Vizcano, sorry, not Vincenzo. So maybe not, but if you, I don't think many people have him on their rosters uh, anyway. Last game of this uh, slate is Tennessee at Seattle. And Tannehill didn't look too great last week. I don't think it's a major cause for concern, but it's obviously just something to keep an eye on. I have Tannehill at 13 this week. Wasn't a lot of production for, for Derek Henry. But I do feel like Derek Henry is someone who can have a decent week, but I do have him outside the top 12 this week. I just think that that Seattle defense will, will try and stuff the run and get, get them to try and stop them through the air. So then I look at wide receivers here. I have AJ Brown at 15. I have Julio Jones at 43. Chester Rogers at 80. I have Ferkser at 16. I'm not overly keen to start the Tennessee defense here. I have them at 29. And again, I know they've had some kicker issues over the years, so I'm not keen to 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 start the kicker here either, Randy Bullock. Now moving on to Seattle. Again, I always talk about Seattle whenever I do these pods as quite a narrow team. There's not absolutely loads of players you need to talk about, but all of them are absolute top quality. So let's start here. Russell Wilson I have as QB8. I have Chris Carson, RB8 this week. I am very bullish uh, that this is a team that you can run on, and I think that this is someone, a team that you can really, really exploit. So I have Chris Carson very high this week. I think he is a must-start anyway most weeks, but I think this is a particularly good week for him. And now we have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So Metcalf, I have... Metcalf, I have a six. Lockett, I have 11. Dwayne Eskridge, I have 102. So don't start Eskridge, but 
the other two are absolutely smash plays this week as wide receiver ones. Gerald Everett, I have at 19, not someone I'm absolutely desperate to start, but someone that if you feel the need to, you can definitely uh, start. And then Jason Myers, I have as my kicker two on the week. And I have the Seattle Seahawks D at 23. It's the only part of them I don't really love. So Wilson, Carson, Metcalf, Lockett, absolute smash plays. DST, smash play. Uh, sorry, Myers, smash play. Fade DST and Everett, depending on the situation you're in. Might have some TD upside, but one to watch for. Now we have Kansas City versus Baltimore. Massive game, the two titans of the uh, AFC, really, over the last couple of years. And as a result of this Baltimore D, I actually have Patrick Mahomes as my uh, QB2 this week. I have Lamar Jackson at QB10. So both of them definitely must start. So you've drafted them to be must start. So I think that's something you'll you'll definitely have to consider. Now, Clyde edwards Lair I have at 15. And then when it comes to the situation with Baltimore, Tyson Williams is the one that I'm still leading with this week. I have him at 23. I am a little bit bullish on him. Not overly. The consensus has him at 26. I have him at 23. But I still think he's going to be the, the one to own so far. But I also think that this is a week that Latavius Murray does get a bit more work. I have him at 39. I have him as a very low-end flex play. I probably wouldn't do it, but if you are desperate, I think there's a, a case to be putting him into your your flex this week. Uh, the Baltimore wide receivers are also very difficult to judge most weeks. I mean, obviously, you're looking at Marquis Hollywood-Brown as the, as the guy to... To, to get the targets and I think he'll get some work but you know Marcus Hodder Brown 35 I have in my rankings this week Sammy Watkins 67 Devin Duvernay I have at 104 whereas I would say with Tyreek he's my number one smash play wide receiver of the week Mikhail Hardman is someone I'm probably not over keen on playing in my flex but I do have him at 64 he's Passable as a starter at best, but just be a bit careful. Uh, Byron Pringle at 91, Demarcus Robinson at 100 definitely should not be considered to be started this week. And with regards to these tight ends, Kelsey I have as number one this week. That will shock absolutely no one. Uh, Mark Andrews I have at seven, slightly lower than consensus, but I think it's one that uh, you can still obviously play, you should play, but I'm just a little bit lower down on, on Andrews this week. But I wouldn't be surprised if that came back to bite me slightly. I have the Ravens at 16. Probably no surprise given that they're playing the Chiefs here. So not a, not a smash play. I have the Chiefs at 22. So I'm probably not starting either DST unless desperate. But I have Justin Tucker at 7. And I have Harrison Bunker at 13 when it comes to kickers. So you can definitely feel comfortable starting both of the kickers this week on Sunday Night Football. And then here we are. The big one, Monday Night Football. Detroit versus Green Bay. Green Bay getting absolutely blown out week one. Detroit getting blown out, getting a load of garbage time points. So in terms of Detroit, we had Robbie on on Monday. If you haven't listened to that podcast, listen to it. There's some good stuff about what we're sort of feeling with regards to 
Detroit, but for this week, it's obviously a very difficult matchup. I have Jared Goff over consensus, and I'm still having him at 19. So in a one QB league, he's not a starter for me. In a two QB league, you can definitely start him this week for sure. And then, and it comes to the running backs here. I have Swift and Williams. I think they're both factors now. I have uh, Swift at 21. I have Williams at 24. I still think Williams takes a, a good chunk of that role as we saw week one. And I know that they were both RB1s, but and I know that Green Bay can be run on, but I think it's still a little bit of caution on my side as to how they divvy this one up and 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 spread the play. If I was playing in a PPR, both of those ranks would be higher. I ranked these into the half PPR. So I do would give them a bit of a bump, uh, but definitely must play. I think you've got to play them both. And and if they're in your lineup and they get your points, then you'll be very happy. You won't really need me to, to say, well, you only had them at 21. And if they go off to the top five, I'm still saying you've got to start those guys. And that's that's what's really key. So, yeah, there, there shouldn't be any reason why you wouldn't start either, either one of those two this week. And then when it comes to the wide receivers, I'm just out. I'm out on all of them. Um, I'm a Russell Brown, 77. Quintus Cephas, 86. Khalif Raymond, 88. Trinity Benson, 92. Tyra Williams, 103. Just don't want any of them. Just uh, I think uh, until we see something significant here and we see a, a relationship develop where one becomes a target hog, I'm just not into it. It looks like it's going to be Hawkinson and the two running backs are going to get most of the work here. And speaking of Hawkinson, I have him at five this week. I'm definitely not starting the Lions DST. I have them at 31, and they're historically bad at the best of times anyway. And uh, I'm not starting the kicker either. So moving over to Green Bay, I expect Aaron Rodgers to really feel sick from last week. I expect him to bounce back. I am massively over consensus on Aaron Rodgers and have him as my QB1 on the week. Again, you wouldn't need me to tell you to start Aaron Rodgers, but I I think this is going to be a very good week for him. Uh, As well for Aaron Jones, I have Aaron Jones at uh, RB5. So I think, again, it's another good matchup uh, all round for all these guys to get right. I have AJ Dillon at 26. I think he as well is going to be someone that is worth a factor in your flex. So keep that into consideration. When it comes to the wide receivers, it really is only about uh, Adams here. And I have Adams at two. Most people have him at one. I think Tyreek just gets a little bit better this week, but I still think it's a very, very good week for Devontae Adams. Marcus Vatherscanding at 51. I have Alan Lazard at 83. I have Randall Cobb at 96. So not keen on starting too many of those guys. I have Robert Tonyan at 13. So definitely on the fringes of the tight end one, you should be considering starting him. He definitely has tight end uh, TD upside this week. Green Bay defense, I have a 12, so well within the DST1 range. I'll just start on the fringes of it, but you should definitely start. Mason Crosby at 11, and that will do it. That is every significant player this week. If I've missed one off for whatever reason, I can't think of why I haven't covered off anyone significant, and they do get in touch and feel free to ask. As I sort of say with uh, everyone, I get a lot of start sit questions, and I'm truly blessed and honored to get them. I would just say that if I don't get back to you, I am very busy. I get a lot of requests and I have a lot of lineups to set. So on Sunday afternoons, if you're sending me a star sick question at any time from 4 p.m., I'm probably not going to pick it up. I'm just going to be honest with you here now because it's just not going to happen. Just with my own lineups to set and the patrons and, you know, that's the only way that we can 
we can service them and, and they do get the priority because they do contribute to the survival of this podcast by by funding it if you do want to become a patron and you want to have that access i still tell them i don't really like to get questions between five and six because i'm still the setting lineup so i still have the same dilemmas and questions as, as everybody else does and i put on a lot of leagues so i have a lot of uh, lineups to set and i want to be that owner that sets a lineup every week if you do want to become a patron you can sign up at patreon.com uh, forward slash five yard rush and you can join our exclusive whatsapp group and it is just uh, a few pounds a month and, and not even a price of a cup of coffee there are some higher tiers where you can get some merchandise after a few months as well um, and i'm also going to be doing the patreon cast i'm going to start recording that very very soon um, should have one episode probably dropped today or tomorrow just to answer some of the questions of the patrons that they've uh, asked in the chat and just share some private strategy and stats uh, with them so i'll be getting that one out hopefully done fingers crossed today but that will do it for the matchups podcast thank you very much for listening uh, any thoughts comments please do let us know and subscribe to all the podcasts uh, across the, the board this week monday's flagship there is a stellar guest from mbc edge joining us very honored to have him i'm looking forward to picking his brain and us getting a little bit smarter but enjoy the weekend let's go get those w's and don't forget keep rushing live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.